0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. I'm just checking in on you. See, how your work week's going. How things in your life are, 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 are doing. I'll be honest with you. I used to just check in on you. Now I just do these podcasts because I'm bored out of my fucking mind. Jesus Christ. Roy, I'm bored with it. I can't stop speaking in a fucking English accent. Ever since I was going to sleep, my wife was watching that royal interview. Oh, my God, she had it on, like, fucking full blast. I really think Oprah Winfrey is, like, the king of doing interviews about shit that everybody already knew. <laughs> <laughs> so when she did the Lance Armstrong thing, like, wait a minute. You're telling me those people who rode bicycles up and down mountains for a month were on drugs? What? Right, so you're saying that some of the richest white people on the earth that live in a castle in England are racist? (laughs) I know you need to get the information out there, but the look of shock. Uh, It's like... You don't need to sell it. That old fucking stupid goddamn. I mean, how many examples do you need? How many guys in the fucking bike race got busted? Every fucking one of them got busted for fucking being on drugs. Um, anyway. Right, so I was out at a club, right? All of a sudden this ginger cunt comes up to me. He's like, right, I'm a prince. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you're a prin- prince of what? He's like, prince of England. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, right, get away from me, you fucking red cunt. And he's like, right, I live in a castle. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I live in a castle. I'm like, what kind of castle? He's like, a castle castle. So I got me knickers in a bunch. So I go over there. Right. He opens the door. There's someone with a yak head on his head. <laughs> Fucking a maid. I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, that's me dad. He's having a laugh. And I was like, what? I'm out of here. And he looked at me, he said, I live in a castle. I said, all right, keep going. So we walk down the hall. (laughs) Right, and all these old white ladies are giving me a look like there's something wrong with me. They're like, right, why isn't she wearing a maid uniform? I was like, what? He's like, pay him no mind. Pay him no, she's with me. She's with me, right. Nana, she's with me. Enough. So we walk into the jewelry room. He's like, right, pick something out. There was a little... <laughs> can't I can't do it. I can't keep going with this. You know, all she needed to do when she grew up is if she watched a couple of episodes of Dallas. I mean, look how fucking crazy those people act, acted. And they were just in Texas. They didn't have a castle. They had a ranch. That's how white people behave when they have a Ranch. Like, what do you think's gonna happen when they have a castle and a fleet of yachts? Harry, Harry was the rebel, right? His brother was the one they loved. Oh, come, head, hair the colourless sun. He's gonna be the next king, right? So Harry, he's already red. He's already angry. He's like, right? Fuck it. So he walks up to me. He says, hello. I'm like, hello. I don't know why she has an English accent. I just can't stop hearing that stupid accent. You port awaken. I said, no, I'm not. And he goes, oh, sorry. I'm like, right, fuck off. Fuck off you go. And he's like, right, I live in a castle. And I was like, go on. <laughs> so we're at Royal Albert Hall. In a private box. I'm thinking about offering myself. I can't listen to another person play a cello. Um. Anyway, I find a lot of what she said very relatable. Grew up in a toxic environment, you know. I kind of related to a lot of that stuff, except I did it in a duplex. Um. <laughs> Right, so we're like, these people are evil. These are evil white people. Let's move to where the open white people are in Santa Barbara. <laughs> right. Where I can seek people who look like me doing gardening for the white people in Santa Barbara. Oh, there's Oprah. She had this fucking thing on. Full blast. Oh, my God. I was fucking, I was killed. I can't remember the shit I was saying. At one point, I I actually got Nia to stop listening to the interview when she was dying laughing, and I was going, "It's being the the woman there, right? Going like, don't you think that's a little unfair? He's like, what? I said it's unfair. He's like, right, what that mean? He's like, what, what, what me?" He says, unfair, what that word mean? (laughs) Never heard it. Sorry. All right, so I've just been walking around for the. I I woke up this morning, ba do do, and I went downstairs in my in the basement, and uh, I don't know what happened. Everything we had some sort of fly nest down there. House flies, big fuckers, right? And uh, they must have been down there for a little bit because they they weren't that hard to hit. You know, I mean, I was killing two at a time with the old fly swatter talking shit the whole time, you know, I actually apologized to a spider, that's how many flies I killed, like, sorry, man, you think your legs are skinny now, I just took your whole fucking food supply, but I'm leaving you, I'm leaving you, because I think there's one left, and that's for you, and then you kill it, and then you eat it, okay, and then the, the, the next part of the story is up to you, you got six fucking legs. You got six ways to hop, skip, whatever, gallop your way the fuck out of my house, or I'm coming for you tomorrow. You got it? He was like, "Right, good show." Right. So then the servant tea and crumpets. I was like, "What's this?" He says, "It's a crumpet." So I took out me hot sauce. I put it on there. He's like, "Right, what you doing?" Said, I'm adding some flavor. He's like, I think you brought enough flavor already, if you know what I mean. Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Um, anyway. Oh, shit. So I woke up this morning, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I, I need to, uh, I, I got to get rid of this, you know, this COVID weight that I, I, I ended up putting on. Um. And uh, I got something this weekend. It's an award show, right? And I have to wear a suit. So I got my white suit that fits. That's my, that's my, me touring suit. Yeah. Um, That's my touring suit. So that's like me when I'm just walking around, wait, but then I got two other suits. One's the suit I got married in. And the other one is the suit, uh, that I I I got tailored when I was in acting shape, which is about a buck sixty-eight. So I'm like 178 now. All right, ten pounds over. Couple of stone, whatever the fuck a stone is. Couple of pebbles. Um <clears throat> so I went in to try on the fucking the actor in shape suit. And dude, when I tell you, I was missing it by fucking three and a half inches around the waist. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then I looked at the, the, the and then I, I take out the wedding suit, black suit. I'm like, okay, that's good for an award show. Black suit, white shirt, black tie. Cool, right? And as I'm putting it on, I was like, dude, you wore this at your wedding. <coughs> There's no way you're going to, couldn't make it. And I was like, God damn it. So I had to go buy a suit. I had to go buy a suit. So I went down there. It's fucking hilarious, you know? Anytime, if you go out, go to buy, go buy a nice suit, I don't give a shit what's, what shape you're in. They're going to make you feel like you're fucking 50 pounds overweight. They're like, yeah, it looks good in the shoulders. Let's see the pants. I'm like, I can't get in those fucking things. And we'll, we'll let them out a little bit. I go, why don't we go up to the next size? Yeah, it's not going to look as good. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck is somebody going to notice the next size? When was the last time you had on a pair of 34 jeans and then next day, you know, you came in with a pair of 36 and somebody just looked at you like, did you go up a couple of inches? So anyway, but it motivated me. So now I'm going to try to get back. I'm already doing this shit. So I'm I'm, going to try to get back down. I'm going to get back down. Right. So I got to go to the grocery store today, buy some more uh, kind of the root vegetables, man. And these Buddha bowls. Sorry. Sorry. Right, and then he called it a I'm Like, that's offensive. He's like, right, what that mean? Never heard that word. What do you mean you never heard that word? I live in a castle. What kind of castle? A castle castle. With jewelry. And servants. Oh, that was the joke I said. I was like, right, I'm going to go fox hunting. Me and 36 dogs. <laughs> I was like, don't you think that's a little unfair? He said, walk that, mate. Unfair. Never heard the word. Anyway, so I woke up this morning to try to get uh, myself. I was going to go on a hike. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if you got kids. I don't give a fuck what time you get up. They're up all you got to do is step on one piece of wood, one creaking wood, piece of wood. My lovely daughter comes up. I got all the way down the stairs. I'm like, oh, my God, I did it. I did it. And then I'm a dad. So I'm turning off the outside lights. Right. Jesus Christ. You think I'm made out of light bulbs? Right. I'm doing that shit. I'm fucking shutting off the lights. And um, right as I'm slipping on my second sneaker, I hear her little innocent voice. Daddy. I look up like, hey, buddy. Can I go wake up, mommy? I'm like, nope, that's not a good idea. Don't do that. <laughs> she's like, um, um, can can you um um can you can you I'm like what buddy? I'm gonna go on a hike here. She goes, Okay, okay, but um can you make me pancakes? Right? She's got a little pajamas on, she's got the bed head going. I'm like, all right okay, buddy, come on downstairs. She goes, thanks, Dad. Can I help? I'm like, all right, go get the step stool. Okay. And I did the whole thing and I made her some pancakes. So then I didn't go, I haven't gone. So I weighed myself this morning, 178.6. Now I was up to 183. So, um, you know, that's a good, you know, it's good. I'm down like five pounds here, but uh, I'm kind of all out of my healthy food. So I got to go buy some today. And I got to, I got to cook. And just have that shit ready, because that is the fucking key to losing weight, is you have to not only eat well, but you got to have your feet, your feet, you have to have your food prepared. Because if you don't, then the demons take over. Let's go get a sandwich. Come on, have somebody else make it. Steak and cheese. Oh! Yeah. And then immediately you're just thinking all that salty goodness that you're gonna have, and you're like, "Well, I got to take the edge off after that." A little pint of ice cream, huh? A little cookies and cream, vanilla bean. Know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So I'm just kind of uh, I'm working on that. Um, I just this is just one of these deals. Like the way I'm eating. If there was a gym in my life, if I just could get on an elliptico. Um, right. What's that? It's a cardio machine. Never heard of it. What's What's cardio? Don't you just do a shot of virgin blood? Um, sorry. (coughs) A little ginger. Um, yeah, be coming off. But then I, I always go back to like, Bill, if you just walk outside and start walking up hills, that's a free cardio machine. You dumb fuck, right? Just go do that. So that's what I was planning on doing this morning, but it didn't quite work out because because uh, I got my priorities straight, you know. Um. So anyway, got to get another COVID test today. Uh, old Freckles is going to be on the Grammys on Sunday, if you can believe it. Can't sing a lick of music, right? And uh, I'm going to be a presenter too, so I, I have to have a suit. You got you got to you got to look right. You know, like I almost didn't wear a suit for that Critics' Choice Awards for uh, Judd Apatow's and Pete Davidson's movie, King of Staten Island. And thank God I did. When I saw, like I was saying, when I saw Donald Sutherland and he was wearing a tux with a black tie, I was like, "They raised right, right there. You got to be classy. You got to be classy. All right. So I'm going to starve myself until Sunday. No, I'm not. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to go on hikes. I'm going the other way, right? I'm just going to keep eating healthy and keep fucking moving so I don't, I don't pop a button on me jacket, off me trousers, off me knickers. Um, but anyways, did you guys see the new uh, B.I.G., Notorious B.I.G., whatever you're supposed to call him? It was Biggie Smalls, and it turned out the first Biggie Smalls was a white guy. Huh? Black people always saying white people are stealing from you. Evidently. Huh? It goes the other way. The first Biggie Smalls was a white guy. You you guys stole the name from him. That that innocent white guy rapping. (laughs) Who took your music. Um, So I watched the whole, I was watching that whole thing, man. It was just an amazing documentary. Uh, I was talking to Verzi about it on the uh, Anything Better podcast. And just like, that guy had like 50 years of wisdom by the time he was 20. Such a brilliant, brilliant mind, man. Such a brilliant mind. And then I thought like what he was up against. I thought they were, they just, I don't know. I don't know anything about hip hop, but they just come off like, uh, like idiots. Not idiots. They, they act like 20 something year olds. And now that whole fucking thing escalated. Um, I don't know. Fucking waste, man. What a giant fucking waste mm. of talent on both sides with that whole thing. But uh so many similarities in his story. I just kept thinking about Patrice. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy was the same thing. Patrice was like a fucking, it's was like talking to a 70 year old man when he was like 24, 25, you know? But he still had that silliness to him, but like could really have a fucking deep conversation. Um, I always wondered, like, what that was about when you meet people like that. Is it, like, the brain they were born with plus their experience? I mean, it's got to be that. It's got to be that. Or is it their experience? I don't think it is because you can meet somebody in the exact same experience. Has had the exact same experience and they're fucking, you know, dumb as a stump, whatever the fucking expression is. But, um... I don't know. Like, I even thought when you saw him with, like, his whole crew, it was like he was the, uh, he was like the dad. <laughs> it wasn't like he was, like, the leader. He just came off like, like, you know, the older guy, like 20, he seemed like he was 20 years beyond his whole crew of people and helping them stay out of trouble and all of that shit. Um, really, really fascinating documentary. And I started to watch another Philip Seymour Hoffman movie kind of going down that rabbit hole, something Mahoney. I just started to watch it, and then my wife saw us watching it, and she was just like, oh, I want to watch that with you. And I was like, all right, but we never, we never got around to it. So um, anyway, I got a, got a couple more uh, shows this weekend. I'm getting geared up today, 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 I believe today, one of these days coming up, if you can believe it, I am um, going to be doing a tour of New Zealand, in all of Australia, it's going to be one show, if you can believe this, and I'm doing it from Los Angeles. This is like one of the great things that came out of the pandemic, is that I, rather than having to, as far as environment, environmentally, if that's a word, instead of me jumping on a jet, you know, polluting the sky and doing all of that shit i can just do it from here which is really cool but i got to get ready for the show but um as much as i would love because new zealand and australia were two of the most beautiful most beautiful beaches i've ever seen in my life were in australia and um and same thing like new zealand it's just like there's a reason why they shoot all those nerd movies down there I mean, part of it is because there's no SAG in New Zealand and then they don't have to pay the actors ever again. That's that's a different story. Um, but just the way that it looks is, um, you know, when we were in New Zealand one time, the only time we went there, we went to some beach and the sand was like all black. There was this giant like mountain on one side and like the greenest foliage ever. And you're like, this right here looks like Exactly how it looked when the first boatload of evil white people showed up. (laughs) I felt like an explorer, like Christopher Columbus. That's how beautiful it was. And I was waiting for like, you know, indigenous people to come out from behind the bushes. Just looking at me like, what's your deal? And then I could be like, right. I'm the guy who's about ready to fuck all this up. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to be doing a, a stand-up show. And uh, I can't even fucking tell you how excited I am to do this. And how fucking hard I'm going to go on this show. Okay? People have been... I, I, did, I did that benefit show you know, same same place. I did this benefit show where they had the uh, you know the screens and all of that, and I just got such a uh, it's um, the energy that you get. Even standing on the screen, just seeing the people that's sitting in their apartments and they like make like an evening out of it. They make some food. They're sitting down. There's a lot of dates and stuff. And I think when you're on in front of a live crowd, obviously you get that amazing energy. But like, you kind of don't get the backstory. You can get like the backstory. Well, look at this person. One bedroom apartment. You know, young couple, they got their whole lives ahead of them. You just get, it's like you're you're peeking in on all these little reality shows and they have their names down the bottom. You know, you could talk to them and shit. It's, uh... It's oddly, as distant as it is, the distance, it's, it's really like an intimate thing. And they just sort of keep changing the screens. There's three screens, so at any given time, there's like 150 people there. Um... You know, but I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. And uh, Al Del Benny, one of my favorite people in this business, I started with him way back in the day. I met him on my second or third show ever, definitely my third show, when I did Kelly's in, in uh, Redding or North Redding, Mass. First time I ever bumped. I did Nick's Comedy Stop, then I did an open mic at Stitches. And then I did, uh, Jack Lynch had a, had a satellite open mic room in this bar up in North Reading and I ate my balls and he was hosting and I met him and he used to have a sketch group called Alan, the monkeys with, uh, Bobby Kelly, Dane Cook, him. And this guy, Jay, I forget his name. I forget his name, but he ended up stopped doing comedy, but became like a real estate kingpin. So he made it too, which is awesome. Um, Anyway, so I've known him for almost 30 years. And whenever I do Australia, because he he ended up meeting an Australian woman in New York. Long story short, he's over there now. And uh, so whenever I do Australia, I try to, you know, I try and work with him if he's not, uh, you know, if he doesn't have other gigs. So that's going to be the show. So I should have a ticket link and all of that stuff. I thought I was going to have it today. Um... I don't see it in the reads here, but uh, I will be posting that on my Twitter and Instagram as soon as possible, and uh, I'm very excited. My apologies to people in New Zealand and Australia that I I can't go there because, um, you know, I would have loved to go as much as that, 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 that fucking, that run always beats the shit out of me. Because it's just the, the time change. And it's just right as I get acclimated. Right as I get acclimated, I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm, I'm on their time. I can enjoy this beautiful country. I can go to New Zealand and enjoy this, blah, blah, blah. Right as I do that, it's like, okay, now you're going back. Um, I actually had, I had it down, too, how I would do it. When I would fly to Australia, my move was I would take the 4 p.m. flight. And, uh, I'd sit there and I would bullshit with my wife and we'd always be laughing and be excited. Um, and whenever I have like something really long in front of me like that, a 14 hour flight, I get in a really stupid mood. And, uh, and one of my favorite things in the world is making my wife laugh, right? So I just start making her laugh, makes her feel good. I feel good. Then, uh, you know. We have all these snacks and shit. We're just like, fuck it, right? We just go to the airport. Just bring all this fucking, you know, stupid shit, right? To eat. Candy and fucking potato chips and just fuck it. Let's just eat like we're in seventh grade, right? And then we get like a meal. And then I watch two movies. And then by then, it's like about one in the morning. And then I fall asleep. And by that point, you're like five hours in the flight. And then I fall asleep for like eight hours. And then you wake up and it's like, you know, we've begun our initial descent into Australia. Everybody's going to have the same accent on this podcast. And then you land, you're like, wow, this is amazing. And you're like, okay, I feel good. I feel good. And you lie to yourself that you're on Australian time. And then right around like one or two in the afternoon, it just fucking hits you. And then you go down hard. And then you wake up. And you're like, "Fuck, and it's like eight thirty at night and you woke up like it's eight thirty in the morning, and then you just gotta fight that i've I've done those gigs a few times with Don Irera, and he has like the most interesting way of dealing with jet lag. He goes, "You know, I just don't fight it i just I just go to sleep and I'll stay up all night i don't I don't give a shit and i'll just and he's totally okay with like waking up having like something to eat like his breakfast, and then just literally walking out and going on stage um it's an amazing thing. I was just like, wow, that's sort of the way to do it, I think. I don't know. I always try and fight it. But I, there's a, I have a lot of memories of being in Europe and Australia trying to stay awake. I remember the first time we went to Stockholm, Sweden, we stayed at the Bern Hotel. Um, and it was sort of some story they were telling us about some American rock singer who had some hissy fit in there and threw something down, like fucking idiot. Uh, but I remember clearly... Sitting outside the Burn Hotel, they had like a little plaza there where you could eat and like just trying to be out in the cold air and the sunlight, trying to stay awake. Me and my beautiful wife, man, she looked so great on that trip. I remember that we went out we bought some clothes and stuff. I still remember her face. We were just sitting there and we were just like, okay, we're staying up, right? We're staying up, She's like, staying up, staying up. And we lasted about 20 minutes. And I was just like, Nini, I can't do this. She goes, All right, let's just let's just go to sleep. And they had like blackout curtains. And we went in there and uh oh my God, just I have so many fucking memories of doing that in Europe. And we would just fucking go to sleep and then wake up. It would be like seven or eight o'clock at night. And you're like, ah, fuck. Be like, all right, just give yourself a couple of days, we'll get acclimated. And she was always better at it than I was. Um, not doing that. Man, I we they gotta cure this shit soon. People, I hope people take the vaccine. I miss doing all of that stuff. Um all right. Let me do some reads here. Roy, live in a castle. Alright. Oh Ma- oh Max. Oh Max cryo freeze. Oh, I'm an old bastard. I love this shit. Living with chronic pain is the worst. It's not as bad as living in a castle. Uh it's more than a f- it's a more more Wait, it's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. Many of my listeners probably have some time, some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Jesus. This is like written for me here. Perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks and now hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. Podcast host to provide an experience of recent pain. Oh, my left shoulder. But I've been using this shit and then working out with bands, and now my shoulder feels great. Enter Omax Health. Roy, if you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery... By the way, all the English people are going to tell me I'm doing a bad English accent. It's as bad as your American accent that you think is so fucking brilliant. Uh, Then you need to try the Natural Breakthrough Pain Relief Solution CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On developed by Omax Health. This non prescription triple action uh, pain relief roll on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is this is 100% natural CBD powdered, uh, powered remedy that works its magic within 10 minutes of application and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than the over the counter uh, products. Um, yeah, this is the stuff I put on my shoulder after I work out every single time, and now I don't even have any nagging pain. Uh, You do this shit, you work out with some bands, I'm telling you, you get get a personal trainer to tell you how to work out with them, okay? I don't need need a lawsuit here, all right? All right, CTA. I don't know what that means. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD pain relief roll-on. This discount also applies towards any products site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter the code BURR. That is O-M-A-X health.com and enter the code BURR, B-U-R-R, to get 20% off CryoFreeze and site-wide. Still not sold? I can tell you pro athletes such as PGA pro golfer Kyle Stanley uses CryoFreeze CBD to recover both on and off the course. And... Go look at the product reviews. They've got 95% five-star reviews, page after page of customers saying they tried everything and Omax Cryo Freeze is so good, they are now buying it for their family and friends too. Anyone from athletes to grandma Josie can benefit from this immediate pain relief. Uh, You have pain that won't go away, then you qualify for Omax Cryo Freeze. Simply roll it over where it hurts and ice out the pain. No messy creams or any of that bullshit. So go to Omax uh, health.com and enter the code B-U-R-R to get 20% off Cryofreeze. freeze site-wise. O-M-A-X health.com. Enter the code BIRD and get 20% off. I don't know why this made me think of this, but I watched this video on YouTube of Paul Stanley singing a song, you know, with Kiss live. Some fucking, you know, explosion goes off and his hair catches on fire. Starts off small and then just gets big and then these roadies run out trying to put it out. And when I tell you he didn't flinch and just kept playing the song and he knew what was happening, there's no way he didn't smell it. It was fucking amazing. First of all, that he, like the show goes on, you never stop. The fact, I mean, that man lives by a code. And then secondly, that he has such faith in his fucking roadies. His, literally his fucking head is on fire. And he says, yeah, they got it. Don't worry. It just kept going. Didn't miss a lick. Didn't fucking miss a chord change. It's incredible. Um, Candid. Uh, You're unhappy with your smile. You don't have to be. Are your teeth a little crooked? Yeah. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth. And now they love their smile. Just like Justin M., Atlanta, Georgia. When I was younger, I used to have a gap in my front and on the side. I noticed that people would always look at my mouth first. It's probably because you were spitting on them. So I was looking for a fix. Candid ended up being the perfect company for me. You can't stop me from smiling now. I don't give a fuck that people think I'm crazy. I'm not spitting on them anymore. There's no comparison. I added a little to that. And Candid is here to help straighten your teeth. So you can fall in love with your smile too. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care you'd get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And while other companies use general dentists, Candid, Candid only works with orthodontists. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start, to, you'll start seeing results way before that, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. Become your best you. Start straightening your teeth today, right now. You can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. Go to CandidCO, Charlie Oscar. CandidCO.com slash burr, and use the code burr. That's CandidCO.com. Slash burr, code burr. Take advantage of, oh, so it's slash burr, then code burr. All right, take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your first start, on your starter kit, candidco.com slash burr, code burr. All right, the last one, everybody. Helix, everybody. You know, not being able to sleep because of today's politics, pandemics, your love life, any of the drama you talk about in your show um slash all of that shit uh sleeping on a terrible mattress before you upgraded to helix that's a fragment sleeping on a terrible mattress before you upgraded to helix yeah well that's the end of that idea what happened helix sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you why would you buy a mattress made for someone else with Helix, you're, going, you're getting a mattress that you know will be the perfect way to help you sleep. Everybody's unique. Everybody's unique. And Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress mod- models to choose from. Well, then aren't they saying there's only a few kinds of people? <laughs> what, are you acting like, you're, you got, you're, like every mattress is different like a snowflake? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses, just like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Jesus Christ. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size folks. It's been awesome getting messages from so many people who also find the Helix mattress of of their dreams. Uh, So if you're looking for a mattress, you take a quiz. You order the mattress that you're matched to. The mattress comes right to your door ship for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. And they're doing all these new studies, by the way, they're talking about dementia and Alzheimer's and all that. And one of the big things that helps, you know, uh, plaque not build up in your brain, they're saying is to get enough sleep and enough rest. And this is a great way to do it. This is a great investment. So you don't have to fucking walk around not remembering, you know, like me not knowing where shit is. All right. So. Uh, If you're looking for a mattress, uh, I already said that. Uh, Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 uh, by GQ and Wired magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash burr, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash burr. All right, that's the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Please, please enjoy the, the little bit of music here, musical interlude picked out by the wonderful Andrew Themelis. Um, and then we're going to have uh, a, a bonus half hour episode of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a couple years ago, however he does it. All right, that's it. Right, so what's the lesson? You find some ginger cunt in a boss who says, right, I live in a castle. I guess don't go in it. If you do go in it, And you want to like, you know, just sort of decompress from all the horrible shit that you saw in there. You want to go to Santa Barbara because that's where the open minded white people live. All right. I'll talk to you. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on uh, Monday. going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, March 11th, 2013. How you doing? How's your life working out for you this week? I, um, I had a... Oh, Jesus. You know what? I can't even tell you what happened. Uh, I can't tell it. I have to sing it to you. It's got to come from my heart. Oh, if you're a lucky man, good things happen to you. But if you're a red cunt... This is for the fucking zoo. You'll be out on the road and find out your roof collapsed and there won't be a thing you can do about it. Did that make any sense? I don't care if it did. You know, most of some of the biggest hits never made any sense. Right. Oh, sugar, boo, 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 boo. You are my candy girl. Um, so I was touring the Midwest barnstorming, as they say driving in some no-name Dodge SUV. You know, that's what you get when you say, hey, I want to rent a car from Madison, Wisconsin to Detroit, Michigan, and I don't want to bring it back. Do you have a car for me? And they say, oh, what? you know what? I think we got one here in the back. I didn't even know Dodge made an SUV. You know? Dodge is like the Oldsmobile of Chrysler. Um, Oldsmobiles are nice. I like. You know, I miss all those cars. Remember the Oldsmobile? Remember when people had a Mercury? What else did they discontinue? Pontiacs? What has happened to this country? What have we bad done? Either a Chevy or a Cadillac? That's fucking it. Ford or a Lincoln? Go fuck yourself. You know? You either have it or you don't. Once again, another sign of the middle class shrinking. Um, oh, by the way, you know, I just found out, you know, because I don't pay attention to politics anymore because I just feel like, all right, you know, they're, they're eventually just, they're going to run it to the ground and we're going to have to build it back up again. That's, that's basically what's going to happen. I guess old, uh, old uh, fucking liberal face there, he signed that thing New Year's Eve. Basically passing off that now they can just arrest you and detain you without a trial forever. That's good. There you go. See that right there, people? Remember when you all made fun of me because I don't vote for the fucking number one horse or number two horse? That's why, because there's no difference. It's the same fucking horse. Oh, shut up, Bill. All right, so this is what happened. So I'm fucking driving this no-name Dodge. Driving this Dodge SUV. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. And um, about ready to do all these awesome shows. I love going to towns like that, by the way. I can tell you this. Unbelievably underrated is cities that uh, Frank Sinatra did not sing about. (laughs) (laughs) You know, or Tony Bennett. Any any crooner, if a crooner has sung about a city, then you can tell right away that you know r- before you even land on the ground, there's going to be ridiculous traffic and everything's going to cost twice as much. You know, my kind of town, Chicago is $80 for a hamburger. Chicago is that fucking loop where no traffic fucking moves. Why did we come here? Right? I left my hat in San Francisco. That in your fucking wallet there. And then New York, you know what that is, right? Bunch of fucking losers with stenciled goatees and sweatpants thinking they're fucking, they're, they're making it. If I can wake up in a city, right? And they're sitting there shirtless riding in a fucking Yugo that they cut the roof off of. Putting their hands in the air as they drive through fucking Times Square making a video for their Rockabilly album. You know? All of those places... I'm not saying you shouldn't go there. You should definitely go there, right? And bring your easel and do a little sketch or whatever the fuck it is you're supposed to do. But I'm telling you, don't sleep on Madison, Wisconsin. Don't you dare look down on Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I'll tell you right now, I got another one for you. This is the uppercut. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. Where are you guys going on vacation? You going to Puerto Rico? You going to Acapulco? No, we're going to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we're going to get some fucking, I'm going to go get a Waffle Witch at the uh, the Real Food Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I ate like a fucking suicidal plumber this week. At least the breakfasts. I had a Waffle Witch when I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, Royal Oak, Michigan. I also forgot about that. And I'll tell you, downtown Detroit slowly coming back. The outskirts are still pretty scary. But I got to tell you, you know, they have pockets. You know? There's a gleam, gentlemen. There is a gleam. Worst fucking pre-playoff, I think I talked about that speech ever, Marty Schottenheimer. He's trying to get his team amped up to win a playoff game. They're standing on that fucking football weather where you can see your breath, you know? And as they're looking at his breath, in his breath, it says, there's a gleam, gentlemen. There is a gleam. A gleam. A gleam has never been spoken in football ever. You know, if you in fact, if you have a gleam, I think at this point, that's one of the reasons why you get cut from a football team. Why did not you get Why'd you get rid of him? I thought he was doing all right on our uh, special teams. Uh, there was a gleam. There was a gleam, gentlemen, and I didn't like it. I didn't see that killer instinct. He, he was too gleamy. Yes, this podcast isn't going to make any sense because my fucking brain is all over the place because I have a hole in the roof of my house. I will get to that. Okay, I will get to that and you will sit and you will wait, kind sir. So anyways, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, you know, and I was working with Nate Craig and he's from that neck of the woods. Actually grew up right near there. So he was taking me around town, went to all these great places to eat, went to some legendary breakfast place. One of those greasy spoons that somebody who's running for president stops in at, you know, has two bites of eggs, does a thumbs up with some fucking... Immigrant wearing an apron, and then he leaves. Well, I actually stayed there. And I ate the whole breakfast, and I'm not running for anything, you know? Um. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm so fat right now. You can't believe how smooth my stomach is. My stomach right now is so fucking smooth, you wouldn't even believe that I could sit up in bed because you would say that poor bastard was born without abdomens. Abs? abdominals there's the fucking word so anyways um we do the gig we do the gig uh what the fuck was it i don't even know anymore Was it thursday thursday Friday, saturday no wednesday we do the gig wednesday we have a great fucking time after the gig this guy from the weary traveler inn rest slash restaurant tells us to come by we go over there i look on the menu what do they have on the menu they have hungarian goulash when was the last time you ever saw a Hungarian fucking goulash or the rated G version, Hungarian goulash on a, on a menu? Huh? Well, if you do, then you live in one of these fucking towns that Frank never sung about. And I was like, my mother used to make Hungarian goulash. I got I got to try it. Um, then I guess when my mother made it, when my mother, when she made it, she put noodles in it. But this was the I guess that, that the noodles came in in Ellis Island which evidently meant the hungarians were near the italians and they were like oh what you got in the pot there you know what you need step aside why don't you put some fucking noodles in there right there and right there is (laughs) a dano so anyways i had this this cup of uh if you're in madison wisconsin go i'm gonna hype all these fucking restaurants go to the weary traveler inn and try a a cup, or get yourself a bowl of the Hungarian goulash. It's fu- it's fucking tremendous. It's got a nice kick to it, you know. I visited a couple of old friends, you know, with ice on them, and I had a great time. And uh, you know, great mix of people there. We talked conspiracy theory. We talked about Wes Welka getting traded. You know, we had an awesome fucking time. So everything's going great. You know, I'm breathing in the winter air. Looking at the dirty snow. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like nothing can touch me. My life is gonna be phenomenal. Alright? Now the next thing that happened on this trip is so fucking traumatic. I don't really remember when it started. I believe I was coming out of that greasy diner that I'm sure Joe Biden is eating in. Um and went, the pancakes are delicious. Ha ha ha. Click picture taken. He's out. Forces himself to puke. In the, in the uh, taxpayer's bus that he's driving around in. Um. Anyways, the lovely Mia calls me up and she's in absolute tears. All right. We had just done, redone her office. Redid the floors. I swear to God, dude, it looked like a fucking basketball court in there. A very small basketball court, you know. If you were like a, a fucking uh, squirrel, it would look like a full court basketball court to you. Alright, but whatever. I'm just saying. It was fucking beautiful. We did the walls. They even painted the ceiling. It was the one room in my old ass fucking house that was immaculate. Alright? I just got the roof done. Listeners of the podcast realize I just got the roof done. So I'm psyched. Okay? Because two things you don't want in your fucking house. You don't want fire and you don't want water. Nothing does damage like that. It's just it's fucking over. So, she calls me up crying and says the fucking ceiling collapsed in the office and there's water pouring in. And I'm, and I am in the middle of fucking nowhere, Wisconsin. I was in between somewhere between Madison and Milwaukee. And I get this picture and I get this phone call and I'm immediately frantic. And I was like, has the water stopped? Because I guess it had rained that night. And I'm like, because the water stopped. And I'm thinking, we just put a new roof on it. Did they fuck up the roof? What the fuck happened? A zillion things are going through my head. How long was the water pouring in? Because it happened when she was sleeping. And then she goes, no, it stopped. And then she went back in. She goes, no, it started again. And I was like, for the... And, you know, she was talking about her pictures and shit. And I'm like, no, the floors, the fucking rest of the house get... Uh, I wish I thought to tell her to push the fucking couch. I've got this stupid Ikea couch. You know, And you're not thinking. You're just trying to get the furniture out of the way. Fucking fuck the couch. Let the couch be a giant fucking sponge. Um, well, whatever. I was in the middle of nowhere. And uh, what ended up happening was it wasn't the roof. I have a crawl space between my ceiling and the roof. And there was some, you know, my house is like 90 years old. So there was some sort of part of the drainage things. One of the joints failed it backed up on the side of the house and the water came up and then one of the joints failed and then it just started to pool. It sunk down through the wood and then, you know, made the plaster wet and then it collapsed. And, um, uh, she didn't hear it collapse because it kind of hit the couch. It was also fucking soaking wet. And, uh, the damage was done and it went all the way down to the bottom of my fucking house. And my house looks like a disaster right now. Um, uh, but I got to say, the insurance company did step up once they realized that it wasn't the roofer's fault and that it was a plumbing issue or whatever. The f- I don't know what the fuck they said. Um, they have stepped up and they came over here, fucking helped the lovely Neil clean up. They put some fans on it. But by then, the fucking damage was done. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm absolutely sick right now because they're trying to tell me that the floor buckled. Um. And I immediately pictured all the floorboards, just every one of them just fucking looking like hammer toes. But I think they're trying to say it's in the middle of the room. I don't know what, but that wood is priceless. You know, that's the wood that they, from trees, they cut down in the 20s that were, you know, old trees. When wood was solid, men were men and women didn't have a voice. Now you got that Home Depot shit, you know? I should make as much as you kind of wood, right? So, That's my big fear is that they're going to take out that wood and replace it with the other shit. So I've already put the kibosh on that. And I'm like, listen, uh, insurance peoples, that's the kind of wood that was there. And that's the kind of wood that's going to be put down if I have to fucking scour the earth to find it. If I have to go to Detroit and go into one of those abandoned fucking crack house, beautiful hundred year old fucking houses and take the wood out myself. I am. uh, I don't want to get into it. It's fucking horrible. My brother's coming out to visit, you know. He's visited me like twenty times in my career. In the first fucking sixteen, I was sleeping on a futon. The last three times, I had a bed in a one-bedroom apartment. I finally have a fucking house, right? Finally feeling like a success. He's gonna come, and the fucking fucking <laughs> I was joking this week on stage that the hole in the ceiling—it looked like. Just imagine if a grizzly bear's like parachute didn't open. That was the size of the fucking hole. And I don't know why I think grizzly bear. I just remember seeing one fall out of a tree one time when they shot it with something, you know, a tranquilizer gun. And it uh, just kind of came down. It was like a big ball of fur. That's what it looks like. Maybe a maybe a black bear, I'd say. I don't know, people. You know, the whole time I bought this fucking house, the entire time I've been fixing this fucking thing. And it's all been shit you can't see. Plumbing, electrical I don't even know what else. The fucking roof. Just shit you can't see. And I was finally getting to the fun part. Shit you can see. The floors, right? Shit you can show off to people when they come over. Finally get a room done. And Mother Nature's like, Oh, look at old Billy Boy. He thinks he's got a nice house there. Let's let's, let's do this. Huh? Hey, there's a fucking hole in your ceiling. How do you like that? You like that? Oh, you want some more? You want some more? Here's a little fucking glass of water. Deal with that all the way down to your basement. All right there, you freckled cunt. How do you like that? So I've been absolutely uh, I don't know. You know, it's um, it's you know it's a typical story. Typical story. Man tries to do something, takes two steps forward, gets kicked in the balls, and falls three steps backwards. Typical. Typical story. And evidently, there's going to be some comedy in this at some point. But I realize it's tragedy plus time. And I'm still in the middle of the fucking tragedy. Oh, you know what else is great? Because the walls are so old, there's asbestos in them. You know, like 1%. So now the people who are going to take the plaster downstairs today are like, well, we're not trying to do that. We don't have the proper filtration system. <laughs> so now they're out. Right? They're looking at the shit downstairs. They go, oh, we got to test for lead paint. It's like it was made in the 20s. You know it has lead paint. Probably has 14 coats of it under fucking 36... That were painted on top of that. So, oh, God. I I just, you know, I swear to God. I swear to God. The first time, I hate to say this, the first time ever I was in my garage today. And I just, and I actually quietly said to myself, I hate this house. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. Do you guys say that about your kids? Does that ever happen every time you try to make your kid a better fucking citizen and every time you think he fucking turned around, the stupid fuck comes home, you know, got into a fight at school, got caught with a 12-pack or something and just like, "Ah, I just wish I never had that one. Should have stopped at the other one or maybe skipped this one. I don't know. Anyways, this is the Monday Morning Podcast, everybody. And uh, but, you know, something. I am. uh fuck it. I'll I'll say something positive in a second. Let, let's get into the uh, advertising. I got to hype something for a good buddy of mine, Will Sylvins, who was nice enough um, to be part of the um, the group of comics that helped to honor Patrice O'Neill at the benefit we had. And uh, Will was one of Patrice's great friends and a roommate of his. Um, God, they lived together at least five, six years. So anyways, Will made some T-shirts. We sold most of them he, uh, at the benefit. He still has some left. And I know a lot of people wanted to be a part of the benefit. And you also wanted to help out uh, Patrice's family. Um, and he, well, here's your opportunity to get some limited edition Patrice O'Neill T-shirts, ones that are left. Uh, you can go to www.imbetterthanyou.com. And I'm better than you. Uh, the I'm, there's no uh, fucking, what is it, an apostrophe, whatever the, that thing is between the I and the M. It's all one word, all lowercase. I'm better than you, and you is spelt just the letter U, .com. We'll put the link up on uh, the podcast page. Um, just know when you buy those that they're limited edition, and also you'll be giving money to uh, his mother and his family. All right, there you go. So, audible.com, everybody, everybody every day, everybody. Audible. <laughs> Audible is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational program. Programming. Content from Audible is downloaded and played back on personal computers, CDs, or iPod players. Audible offers over 100,000 hours of audio programs from 270 content partners that include leading audio book publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, and newspaper publishers, podcasters, and business information providers. Listen whenever and wherever you want, just like the podcast you are listening to right now. Audible has over 1,000 science and technology and over 1,100 science fiction and fantasy titles with more being added all the time. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, genre, Audible has it covered. Oh, man, I'm a moron. Get a free audio book download when you sign up for a free trial today. You know who should do that? Me. Maybe I'll be better at reading out loud. Go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash bill to get your free audio book today. All right, so there you go. Well, here's, here's the positive thing that I take out of, um, out of what happened to me. Oh, here's one thing that, you know, You know, when your life is is messed up, something bad is happening to you, is people bring up the fact that you still have your health. That's usually a good sign that something horrific happened to you. But um, actually seeing that story about that guy fucking dying in that sinkhole was one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm sitting here crying about some wet floors and walls. Was I swallowed up by the earth? You know? So, I don't know. I guess that's that's my positive way of looking at it, by then bringing that horrific image into your head. What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, did I mention when I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I had a waffle witch? I did say that, right? What's a waffle witch, you ask? It's a sandwich made out of a waffle with scrambled eggs and bacon and cheddar cheese in the middle of it. And I still think I'm paying for it. But I, you know something? It was delicious. I got to tell you, I did enjoy that waffle witch. Um... You know what, I'm not even going to fuck around. I'm going to get right to emails here because this is something that's been bugging me. It said, uh, emails, red is dead. Billy ready two shoes. Uh, they said that by 2060, all redheads might be gone. Also, the Greeks believed redheads turned to vampires after they died. Thanks and good luck. All right. The key word in that is they say. I guess that's words. They say. That by twenty sixties by twenty sixty all redheads might be gone. Do you realize how fucking dumb you have to be to believe that? All redheads are gonna be gone. By twenty sixty. That's literally forty seven years from now. <laughs> I mean, granted, by twenty in twenty sixty, I'm gonna turn ninety two. I'm an old fuck right now. I'm 45 years old this year. By 2060, I will be 92 years old, but that's that's possible. Man, if I keep eating waffle witches and having my house collapse on me, I imagine that's going to take a toll. All right? For all you fucking morons out there who hear that in a bar or read it on the internet and you just keep repeating it without even thinking of what's coming out of your mouth. How many little red-headed boys and girls have you seen? Go to the mall. They're fucking two, three years old. You're telling me they're all going to be dead before they're 50, you dumb fucks? They're so fucking dumb. Some asshole said it was a recessive gene, and by the time it went around the bar, we were all going to be dead in 20 minutes. And people are so fucking dumb, and they just repeat what they hear that they come at you and they say dumb shit like that. Do you realize how many people have said that to me? I mean, at least this guy was smart enough to at least put it to 20, 2060. I mean, look, if we're all going to be gone, we're fucking taking you cunts with us because unless you guys just like, if the next Hitler comes along and he just really hates fucking redheads and starts to, eat, but even then, there's going to be one of those Schindler list guys who's going to make a list of us fucking redheads and we're going to survive. Right? And then we'll have a museum of tolerance for fucking redheads. And then the History Channel will slowly stop showing Holocaust stuff and try and balance it out and show some redhead genocide. You know? And then there'll be some some uh, Stephen uh, Reddy Redberg will make some fucking movie and get a bunch of awards. And then the Howard Stern of them will make the analogy like, I tell you, all you gotta do if you want to make a, fin- a fucking win award is make some sad... Movie about the redhead genocide. Let me tell you fucking blondies, you brownies, you blackies. All of you fuckers. Blackies, that didn't sound good. <laughs> I was talking about hair. Oh, Jesus. All right? We're here to stay. All right? Don't ever estimate, ever estimate the fucking heart of a redhead. Okay? That's why our hair is red. That's that burning passion in us. It's not the devil. It's because we're better than you. We're a select few. You know what I mean? You know what you guys are? You fucking blondes, brunettes, all you cunts. You know what you guys are? You're, you're like the fucking Ford Taurus. You go down the highway, there's a fucking zillion of you. Maybe once in a while you see a Testarossa. All right? A nice freckled one. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever been done? Has anybody ever been had a fucking swagger about being a redhead? Um. All right. One last little advertisement here really quickly. LegalZoom.com, everybody. It's National Start Your Business Month at LegalZoom.com. Okay, I know I've been talking about this for more than a month, but so many of you are starting businesses right now. So LegalZoom has decided to, st- to extend it through March, this unbelievable offer. Call it whatever you want. Just remember, this is a great time to start your own business. Whether you're setting up an LLC, an S-Corp, sole proprietorship, or a nonprofit, LegalZoom takes care of you from start to finish. Their award-winning service was developed by the best legal minds in the country, and every business gets personalized attention. That's why over 90% of LegalZoom customers would recommend the service to their family. You'll be in good company. 3 dozen companies of the I, the Inc 500 list We're started through LegalZoom. Start your business right at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction. But there's so much more. Now every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value for absolutely free. Be sure to enter BURR, B-U-R-R, in the referral box at checkout. Start your business, protect your family, and safeguard your assets at LegalZoom.com today. All right. Back to the podcast here. Yes, so for the love of God, can you people stop and just think? You know, all right, you know what? Redheads, any redheads out there listening, just say to them, just go like, do you realize how fucking stupid you are right now? Huh? Oh, whatever. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a shit. That's not my goddamn cause. You know what? I can can guarantee you this right now. I'm still going to be around in 2060, and I'll be out there climbing that fucking rope. And I'll have the last bit of lead paint and asbestos out of my house. And we'll see. And then you guys will be like, well, technically you're not red at anymore because all your fucking hair fell out and the shit on the side of your head is, is white. Then that might do me in. Then I'll be like, "Ah bullshit, and I'll fucking grab my chest, clutch my little freckled heart and I'll keel over. And you know what? You know what you guys will do? You'll fucking laugh. Because in your core, you're a cunt. All right. Hey, Bill. Okay, I want a boyfriend. Here we go. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Bill, I want a boyfriend. Hey, Bill, I know you're pro- you probably just read the subject and went, all oh, well, drop your panties, bitch. No, I would never do that. That's if you said you wanted to get laid. Um, so anyway, she says that's not quite the case. Um, I'm a guy. Oh, the left turn. The left turn. I don't even need to read this. Oh wait, he's only a freshman. I was going to say, how is a guy do you not know how to get a boyfriend at this point? Half the sitcoms are, are based on gay guys at this point, aren't they? Was that was that fucking statement as dumb as all redheads are going to be dead by twenty sixty? I don't care. I got a hole in my fucking house. He says, "I'm a guy. I'm a freshman in high school, and I like guys. I'd consider myself. I consider myself average, pretty good at sports, and decent with the ladies." He said, "I'm still in the closet." Uh, yo, gay guys, fucking slay it. You, you guys, fucking slay it. You know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, I'm telling you. You know what it is? Because you want, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck it is. This, you give a fuck about clothes the way they do. Well, you want to watch the same shit. That's the thing about gay guys. You guys want to do the same shit women want to do. So hence, you're around them, and next thing you know, your dicks in their mouth. If I could just keep, if I could have just kept my fucking mouth shut, you know, during dirty dancing and ghost and all those things, I I would have done much better when I was a younger man. But whatever, this isn't about me. This is about you. Let's plow ahead. He goes, I go to a public school and there aren't many gays. Well, not not as far as you know. Um, I don't want some fabulous guy, just another normal guy like me. I like that. You don't want him to be like sitcom gay walking in a room going, oh, my God, love it. (laughs) Are there any gay guys like that at this point? Um, Anyways, what advice could you give someone in my position? Maybe your lovely girlfriend has an opinion. Thanks, Bill. I love the podcast and go fuck yourself. You know what? I might even call Nia in for this one. Hang on a second. Let me put this fucking thing on pause. All right, the lovely knee, everybody. Can you just close the door, by the way? There's a fucking... Because the goddamn fan trying to dry out the walls. Come over here. We we only have one microphone. Our shit is all over the place, so I don't don't even know where the hell the other microphone is. All
1: right.
0: All right, so here's the deal. I feel like we're singing backup for somebody right now. (laughs) Um, This dude wants a boyfriend. He's a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's still in the closet, slaying it with the ladies... He doesn't want some fabulous guy. He just wants another normal guy like himself. Uh And he said, what advice could you give someone in his position? Maybe your lovely girlfriend has an opinion. Thanks, Bill. Love the podcast. Oh, and go fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) So he's in the closet. But you want to meet a guy.
0: Jesus Christ. What did I just say? What did he just say? I know,
1: but I'm trying to like take in the situation. I mean, first of all, I feel like if you've been
0: drinking, you have wine on your breath.
1: Yeah, I was drinking champagne in the other room. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I think, (laughs) I mean, first of all, I think you should maybe not necessarily come out of the closet to everyone, but you have to sort of go where the gays go. And I don't mean just bars and stuff, but there are certain like restaurants and like areas that are, you know, heavily populated by gays. You sound like you're giving like a
0: PowerPoint a PowerPoint like presentation and well, like and you have to do it. go where the gays go. You should just written that down on a well, chalkboard. The, the
1: thing is, I think it's a little bit problematic that you're still in the closet. You are free to come out whenever you want to. You shouldn't have time any out, pressure. Time Time right out. Shut up. Time out. But I'm saying when you're when you're out of the closet, it makes it easier for you to meet other people and get into a whole little groove. And you meet people and they invite you places here, there, and everywhere. And that's how you start to meet people. Can I, I, but if can you're I, still quiet, no, no, you can't. <laughs>
0: but
1: when you're still in the closet there's going to be that secretiveness and that sort of sneaking around and hiding and ducking in corners and you start getting into situations that you don't want to be in as a closeted gay person because i feel like any gay person who's lived their life in the closet trying to date secretly will tell you no will tell you that it could lead to not so good situations so I feel like you should probably come out in a way or at least just start hanging out with other gay people. I'm
0: going to have to start and having an orchestra will... start playing when your answer goes on. If you want
1: long. me on here to answer questions, I'm going to answer them the way I answer them. I don't need you to tell me
0: when to I don't stop. need anybody telling me how to answer them. <laughs> snap, snap, why snap. snap. do
1: you ask me to come in here if you're just going Be- like, to micromanage how I answer the question?
0: What is wrong with you? You know, you're an angry drunk <laughs>
1: I'm not drunk. A couple
0: of glasses of champagne, you turn into an asshole. I'm not drunk. I don't think he should come out. <sighs> not as a freshman. For fuck's sakes. People are such assholes. You know what I mean? I think he should just, I think he should go Wait, find a some others. college? Sh- he's a freshman in high school. Oh, in high, high school. High school. You know, fucking just ride it out. Find some other gay kids. Hang out with them. Play baseball. <laughs> down at the uh, the gay baseball park. And uh, but you then know, once you become a you once you you know what you need to do you got to leave your fucking town behind, then you move to a city.
1: Does your high school not you move have? Move to
0: a city. Let me finish my ignorance. You don't have. You move to a city. Arms. They'll have the the gay part of town. Well, no. going to The am thing
1: is because a lot of high schools. Going to have of, abs. A lot, shut up. A lot of more progressive high schools they'll have like an LGBT you know club or something like that.
0: This he obviously doesn't have that or he would fucking join it. He went – he's going to a high school like I went to a high school, you know? Get back on D, right? It's a fucking meathead school. Hmm. That's what's going on with him. Those morons aren't going to understand him. Why Why go through extra fucking pain? I the great just, thing is he knows who he is and he knows the direction he's going. You're going to be fine. Uh, I would say try and stay in shape because you are <laughs> trying to <laughs> appeal to a bunch of guys and we're all fucking, uh, I just you know? Don't, I
1: just don't want him to start – Trolling around online getting sucked into some seedy situations where, where older guys are going to take advantage of himself because he's young and in the closet and he's very you know he doesn't quite know what to do i just i'm worried that he's going to get sucked into that type of shit as opposed to trying to find peers where you're all sort of going through it together that's why i was encouraging to come out of the closet or to at least maybe start affiliating if you're if your high school has one of those lgbt clubs or whatever. You know, that way you you feel less alone so you're less likely to like I say go online and get sucked into some weird head trip sexual do, do, abuse do, 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 situation.
0: Cuz there's nothing do, like do, 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 an older predator.
1: No, that an older predator will love more than a young confused I'm still in the closet. Wait
0: a minute. Now you now so you're saying older gay guys are predators? I'm saying there are
1: older people who will prey on a young young well
0: people. listen 50 year old guys will try and bang an 18 year old chick so why well, would exactly. why exactly so what saying we're all pieces of shit what kind of mm-hmm. hatred are you spewing
1: i'm just saying i want to bring the to world together Here. he's in a very precarious situation and if you start going down that road where you're just sneaking around so much you can get caught up into some bad shit and i don't want some older guys saying oh that shit he's getting I'll I'll blown by fucking you.
0: chicks this guy's killing it's like he's you hitting from both the, sides read of the plate the whole thing
1: to me. so are you bi
0: no, he's still in the closet, but he's killing it with the ladies.
1: Well, you need to stop that right now
0: <laughs> I don't know he doesn't good for him. It's just going to be another chapter in the book. I think you're going to be fine, sir. The Neopolis
1: podcast, it's on its way. Everyone on Twitter, I know you guys have been asking me for weeks what's going on with the podcast.
0: What's happening is I'm also rebuilding. Are you fighting with your record label? What's going on? (laughs) Why is this project keep being delayed? I
1: know. I'm rebuilding my website right now, and it's got my films on it. It's got some writing that's –
0: Your podcast room is underwater?
1: My podcast room is underwater. <laughs> my sanctuary is destroyed, but that's why it's taking so long so bear with me, you guys, but
0: um you should it. do you should do a podcast underwater in a flooded room, just like Kanye West he had a busted jaw. he still went in the studio where are you going I'm all right, all right, all right now listen, we were just fucking around there. I think the great thing is that you you already know who you are, so you're, you're going to end up where you want to be um That age really isn't easy for for anybody, but uh, I will tell you this. All all the fucking bullshit she said, she's right about those creepy old gay guys looking for a young, confused young man out there. You know, you're better than that, all right? You got to have some standard. No white chest hair. Beat it, old pubes. (laughs) All righty, plowing ahead. What do we got here? Dilemma. Hey, Bill, would you rather be permanently invisible under the condition that inanimate objects you've touched also become invisible? Jesus Christ. Or would you want to be able to shapeshift into anyone or anything in the world, but you have to stay that way for 24 hours? Oh, without a doubt, shapeshift. I mean, how lonely would it be if I was invisible and everything I touched became invisible? I wouldn't want to do that. You know? Would I want to do that? How could I bring down these fucking international bankers if I was invisible? Then I can make inanimate shit invisible. Well, that's what I'd do. I'd touch a bunch of guns and give them to the regular people and have them go down to one of those fucking Devil's Islands meetings. Um, no, nah, I wouldn't do that shit. No, I'd be a shapeshifter. Now, the real question is, who would you shapeshift into? Troy Aikman. You know, I'd commentate a game right out of the bat, you know. Right out of the gate to see if people could notice. I have I have some of those gloves that he has. You know those, I'm an adult guy gloves now. The ones Dan Marino used to sell. I got one of those long, it's wintertime coats. And sometimes I wear a suit, you know, kind of coats. I could stand there with fucking earmuffs on. Uh, but would I sound like them? Who would I shapeshift into? That's a fucking weird one. Oh, I, you know what? I couldn't handle that power. Because then basically, if you could shapeshift, all you'd have to do is shapeshift into any girl you ever wanted to fuck. Whoever she's fucking, you just shapeshift into that person. You just come walking through the door. Hello. You know, with some flowers. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be the first person brought up. Now, what kind of rape would that be? The and rapist? You know, and then they'd have to somehow how would they stop me from shapeshifting myself into the foreman of the jury to say, We the jury find old Billy rapist red face, not guilty on all charges. Oh my god, they're that big, Jesus Christ. Um although being a shapeshifter would be great. Man, you could freak the fucking world out. You know it'd be great if some like huge leader of the world. was was given a speech and you somehow got behind him and were also on TV jumping up and down, you know, like somebody who painted their face, except you look just like the guy giving the speech, you know? Oh, that could be endless fucking fun. How would I handle shape-shifting? Oh, Jesus, there'd be a lot of conversations with a higher power with that one. You know, like when you drink. And then you get sick and you're like, oh, God, I swear to God, I'm never going to do that again. Just let me get through this. I swear to God, I'm going to clean up my fucking act. Like, what do you say to God after you just shapeshifted into your neighbor and fucked his wife? <laughs> God, if you can find it in your heart. I mean, technically, you know, she doesn't know. She's none the wiser. And uh, I know it was wrong. And uh, I'll say a couple of Hail Marys. I probably I I will not shapeshift into anybody today. That's all. I mean, I, I you know something. That's one of those things when after I died, and God's giving me that you go into hell look now. I'm just gonna be like, dude. I mean, come on. I could shapeshift. All right. Half the people on Earth can't even handle becoming a bouncer without being a douche. I could shapeshift. What'd you think I was gonna turn into? Fucking Ronald McDonald and push some kid on a swing. All right. There were some hotties that lived on my block and uh, some other guys got to him before I did. And I should have been man enough to accept that. But, you know, I had this uh, get out of jail free card. So I shape shifted into him when they were uh, away on business. And I would just come home. Surprise! Home a day early. And then I fucked him and then I left and then I. Let her deal with the weirdness. The next day, when her husband came home, when he came home a day later, hey, I'm home. How are you? What do you mean you're home? Where where were you? Yeah, you know, I thought you were just in the bedroom. And then he's like, what? What the fuck's going on? Jesus Christ! You know something? I thought they had made every porno that you could make. That's a whole new shape-shifting porn. Shapeshifting porn discovered right here on the Monday Morning Podcast. Um. all right what the fuck else am I getting that's all the emails I had this week that's all I got ah for fuck's sakes you know what you know something you know what is even worse I didn't watch any fucking hockey this week I watched nothing I didn't even get to enjoy the fucking Boston Bruins winning three to nothing Sean Thornton beating the shit out of that fucking Ronaldo guy whatever the hell his name is I missed all of that missed all of that because I was I was on the road again boom 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 you know, it was a great gig, too. I did the uh, Fountain Street Church for LaughFest out in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And what was phenomenal about that was uh, I got to perform in a church. I got to go up on the pulpit, give a little speech. I had a great time. You know, it was amazing. It reminded me of Old Tiger Stadium. Um, because Old Tiger Stadium was one of the few stadiums that was the only stadium major league that had an upper deck that went all the way around. And this church had an upper deck that went all the way around the church from one side of the altar all the way to the other. And then the altar was up there and, uh, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I was in an old ballpark. All right. Let me see here. Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Ah, oh, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm trying to, like, so I can fill out the rest of this podcast. I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for emails. This isn't good. This isn't good to be doing on a live podcast. Somebody texts me. You think Bonham is good? Could he do this in six inch in a in a six inch stiletto? All right. Oh, Sheila E. Yeah, Sheila E. kills it. I still think I still think Bonham's better than Sheila E. Come on. You know. Plus, John Bonham was he was sort of a fashionista. He used to wear those silly little boots all the time. He could still fucking he could still kill it. What is with everybody always trying to fucking, well, I guess he's the benchmark, right? Um, Although Sheila E. is the shit. All right, here we go. I found an email. I'm just going to start randomly reading these right now. Hey, Bill, I'm an avid fan of your podcast as I listen to it every Monday with my chemistry tutor, who is now a fan of yours as well. Well, Jesus, you guys aren't getting anything done, are you? Um, I have a question to ask, and forgive me if I give you a history lesson, but this is something I want to get off my chest. Holy fuck, is this a long... Ah, oh, come on. People, try not to get things off your chest. You know how bad I read. All right, let's give it a shot. You know what the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to make it larger. All right, it's kind of personal for me, but you as a man might understand. And I'm not saying a woman would understand better because she probably would never understand at all my problem. I am a loner. And I have always been. I relate to that, sir, 100%. We are on the same page. I never made any friends as a kid, and I was abandoned by everyone I knew. All right, now you just went into the fucking... Now you sound like you're in... Um, uh, what is it, Hans Christian Anderson? What's the name of that guy who wrote a... Not Toy Story, what the fuck is it called there? Uh, Christmas Story, Christmas Carol? Something Christian. Christian Leitner? I don't I can't remember fucking thing. Um... Ghost of Christmas Past, part two. Anyways, I don't know anything about my family members because their name, besides their name and job title. Over the years, I started to hate everybody I came into contact with. Every person I met, I'd be condescending towards, and I was indifferent towards everyone I met. A few years ago, I had this girl try and become my friend, which is weird because since I keep to myself and nobody bothers me, but all of a sudden, this girl comes up to me and starts asking about who I am. I, of course, tell her to fuck off. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. Because I tell her to fuck off and I'm cold and indifferent. You're not indifferent. You have a definite feeling towards her. Fuck off. Uh, She rode the same bus I rode and she tried to make conversation with me a lot. But still, I was just telling her to fuck off. But not in those exact words. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, I told her to go talk to someone who cares. Dude, how old are you? Every time I looked at her, she always smiled at me. The smile was the most amazing smile I've ever seen in my life. If a smile was a super, yeah, you fucking had a crush on her. If a smile was a superpower, it'd be hers, and I couldn't help but melt a bit every time I saw her smile. Ah, Jesus Christ, dude, what's going on here? A few years ago, I got into every, I got everyone in the school coming up to, up to me asking who I was. Oh, a few years later. Turns out that she was asking everybody about me for two years and nobody could tell her anything about me. So now she has gotten the whole school interested in me and finding out who I am. Dude, is this like a fantasy or does this, this really happen? Do you wear like a leather jacket and ride a motorcycle? Um, they never learned anything about me. Now that I am in college, I'm starting to see her everywhere. Dude, can you just fuck this girl or take her out for a malt already? Come on, man. This is a critical part of your life. You're young. This girl, you're still, you're drafting in the first round. You don't want to wait too long. You wait too long to fucking find a mate. All of a sudden, you know, you're trying to find some fucking once in a lifetime six round pick, you know. Like a Tom Brady. It's not out there. Um, He goes, anyways, when we actually meet, it's awkward. And she just stares at me uncomfortably, then runs away. I don't know why this happens to me whenever I think I see what I don't know why this happens to me whenever I think I see hear, or actually run into her is there something wrong with me why am I going through this weird bouts of fight or flight mode do it because you were fucking abandoned by everyone around you which hurt you as a kid so now you're trying to fucking wall yourself off you should fucking talk to that girl just tell her say listen you gotta understand I'm a psycho I didn't have anybody in my life I don't know how to do this, but when you smile at me, I almost fall out of my chair. Can, can can you handle the fact that I'm socially a little far behind my peers? And with that, would you like to go see a movie? Okay? And then every time you feel like sabotaging it, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's that's You're going to have to undo like 20 years of shit, it sounds like. I don't know if you can do If you can do this, uh, you know, in one week, you know, like those dumb Dr. Phil shows, you need to come out of your shell. And everybody claps and then you go and like the guy's supposed to be fixed. It's going to take a while. But, dude, you know something? You should definitely go after this girl. If you're feeling stuff like that, you should definitely do it. And uh, she sounds like she's, you know, socially uncomfortable, too. So. You know, you can help her, she can help you, both you guys. You get a little more outgoing. Next thing you know, you, 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 might, you might have something there. And if not, at the very least, going through that experience with her will give you a couple at bats. So when the right one comes along, you'll know what to do. All right? There you go. Good luck to you, sir. Um, all right. What are we up to here? Ah, 49 minutes. It's fucking dragging. I'm sorry, guys. This is why I never do podcasts when I fly, I stink. I, I never should do podcasts when I fly and I come home and there's a fucking hole in my ceiling. All right. Is that bad? Oh, here's one. Hey, Bill, you're being ripped off. There's a video out there called Staking a BJ Day. No, you know what? I ripped them off. I actually read about it and I forgot I read about it. And I said that there should be Staking a Blowjob Day. This right there is why I don't watch other comedians acts. Because shit just flies into your head throughout the course of years and years and years. Then all of a sudden somebody asks a question. You give the answer and you think it's yours and it's not. Um, stake and a blowjob. I did not come up with that. Somebody else came up with that. So I am not, I am not offended. This is like you guys listening to me just read my junk mail. Isn't that what's going on right now? Can somebody please explain to me how the fucking Montreal Canadiens are in first place? How do those cunts suck and they're still good? You just, at this point, you just have to give it up to that franchise. They're just a good fucking franchise. But you know something? The fucking Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins. All of a sudden, they're coming on. You know what? But Those motherfuckers. Those motherfuckers, they always... They Like, every time... They went for Mario Lemieux, then they got Yarmil Yager, right? Then they had a little bit of a lull there. Then they got old Rosie red lips, and they get Gino. And then they also had fucking, uh, what's his face that they just traded to the Hurricanes? I can't think of anybody's fucking name. And then you think like, okay, that's it. It's over, right? How many fucking times? They're like the fucking hockey version of the New York Yankees from the 1920s to the 50s where it was Ruth Gehrig to DiMaggio to Mantle. That's what they're doing in hockey. I don't know. This is my thing. As long as the Montreal Canadiens continue to suffer in the curse of Patrick Wah, you know, and they know it's a curse. That's why they try to make friends with him again. Because they realized after they booed him out of the city that he went to fucking... Colorado and started winning them, and they're like, we don't need him. Oh, ho, ho, ho. We are the Montreal, the re, Blue Blocket Rouge, right? They didn't give a fuck. Now they give a fuck. Now all of a sudden they're asking them, hey, yeah, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, we're a little sorry. It's fucking phenomenal. And every year that goes by, more Mon- old Montreal Canadian fans die, and less of them know what it's like to win a cup. <laughs> And I gotta tell you, I fucking love it. You know what I love about Montreal Canadian fans? You know what they say to me now? They bring up Guy LaFleur. That's how far in the past. That's how far in the past anything great happening between them and the Bruins are. They go fucking ape shit when they beat us now in the regular season. You understand? They owned us. Guy LaFleur fuck Guy LaFleur scored that goal before I even watched my first fucking hockey game. I don't know how old you people think I am. That was like the late 70s. I was too busy recovering from being hit by a car. <clears throat> I didn't have to recover. I got two days off from school. I do remember that. It happened on a Wednesday. And the guy said, all right, you know what? You, you shouldn't go to school Thursday, Friday. And I was fucking psyched going for once. I don't have to fake sick. And I sat there and I, and I, I watched cartoons and I ate with a little spoon. I ate with a little spoon because the bumper hit me right on the side of the head. I've done this before in the podcast. Put, put two fingers right on the side of your head, right? And then bite down on your molars, your, your back teeth there. You feel that thing that goes in and out? That's right where I got hit, so it hurt to chew. So the, the, I, I had to eat with a little spoon for two days, and I couldn't go to school. <laughs> One of the greatest things that ever happened to me. This is CJ7, I believe. Um, big fucking guy getting out of it. Oh, my God, I hit him. I hit him. Oh, my God. I totally fucking drove right into the guy. I didn't look. I thought I looked. Here's another guy saying staking in BJ Day uh, um, is spreading. This had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do. Nothing. It's not mine. It's somebody else's. All right, here we go. Last thing I'm going to read, and that's going to mercifully be the end of this uh, podcast. Bill thought this might interest you. It's an article about divorce. This guy's an illustrator. Tough road to hoe. Um, I am too. Three years and still no settlement, and the guy's broke as a result and has stopped producing work in hopes that the parasitic ex will give in once there's no cash flow. Oh, and the guy is uh, prodigiously good as a painter. Yeah, you know, I think... I actually have faith in some of these divorce settlements that um, I think in the near future there's going to be way more... way more light shined on these things. And... uh, Eventually it's, it's gonna, it's gonna come around, you know, can't there be a, uh, I, I just, I don't get that, that shit where you can just, it's, it's just too one-sided where the one person can just live off the other person. I've talked about all this shit a zillion fucking times, haven't I? You know, that whole shit where, uh. The woman starts dating a new guy, but she won't let the guy move in because her last guy made more money. So then the two of them just sit there living off the fucking first guy. You know? You don't think that's fucked up? Well, I do. Um, All right. You know what, people? I tried. I tried. You know, I did my best. I tried. Tried to do a podcast. Um, I think that's it. St. water damage, hockey, small towns, eating like a cunt. Yeah, I got to stop doing that, guys. I've really let myself fucking... uh, it's weird. I look good with a shirt on, but with a shirt off, it's not a uh, it's not a good thing. Like my chest is thirty five, but my fucking now who the fuck is this? Is this gonna be another guy telling me that I got asbestos? All right, all right. It's only gonna be fifty five minutes this week, people. I apologize. I'll give you an update next week. You know what? I owe you guys five minutes, and you will get those five minutes next week okay that's the podcast for this week go fuck yourselves um i'll talk to you next week